0: Welcome to The Maker and The Merchant, with Fergus Elias and Lee Isaacs. Uh,
1: Well, we are back. Uh, Lady and Jelly Spoon, well, I'm making that up. Dear listener, we have returned. You will be uh, thrilled or dismayed to know, please delete as appropriate, that the senior correspondent and host of TM&TM has returned uh, a round of applause, dear listener, for the return of Fergus. Ferg, how are you? Thank doing? Thank you very much.
0: Uh, I am all the better for seeing you in your pixelated form, Mister Isaacs. What a it's, lovely blue shirt you've put on today.
1: It's uh, it's the only way to view me. This shirt is actually now this shirt is actually, lit- again, this is an audio experience. So we're talking about the visual. <laughs> but my shirt is literally a work of art because it is. Starry, starry night by Vincent van Gogh. So it's literally is it, really? it is indeed because I'm pixelated. You can't. I don't know if I talk, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Vincent van Gogh, and um, I actually met him in a pub once. Uh, and you know, you oh, sort yeah. of look around, and oh, is that? And it was. And yeah. I looked up the courage. You know, I'm a huge, huge fan of his work and know a little bit about his life and experiences. And I, I think he's quite an inspirational figure in, in some ways. Anyway, I, I approached him and said, um, you know, uh, Mr. Van Hoff, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of your work. I, I just want to thank you for creating so many beautiful things for us to think about. Can I get you a beer? And he said, no, thanks. I've got one ear." <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, Virg, you have thanks, been.
0: Thanks, thanks for opening on such a strong joke.
1: Always, always open with your best joke. Um, now, we've. We've cleared up this year. Anybody that listened to the previous episode with Jack, it, it came to light that you had taken some un- unauthorised absence. Don't worry. I've talked to TM and TMHR. It's all cleared up, so squared up, forgotten about, lined in the sand. Don't worry about it. Um, but obviously you've been yep. away, had an amazing time, I think, in Portugal. How was it?
0: Oh, well, uh, Portugal.
1: So um, while you've been away, I've been manning the floor. <laughs> um, did you? I did you, you
0: have- said that you may be a little upset. Did you um, you have... know, during my entry interbu- interview, um, they did mention, you know, that little episode with the plates um, and the wall.
1: Look, that could have happened. It was a poltergeist, right?
0: Which is yeah, what I said at the was time. it though?
1: Well, I was dressed in a, 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 a white sheet because I burned all my clothes in sheer rage. <laughs> um, but Ferg, you've, you've been away in Portugal. Can I ask you, um, did you have more than... A good time. I I I appreciate why you might go to Portugal because you've got the insurance of having good weather. <laughs> did you um did you pay a premium for that? Uh, do, before you booked, did you compare the market to get the best price flights? Um and, and how yeah. you know how how did it go compare with going to Spain? Something like that.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm sorry. To not, to, uh... I'm
1: sorry for not calling you while you were out there. I didn't have a direct line look i'm just axing you the questions did, did you try yeah. and go to churchill's port while you're out there yeah
0: yeah so no, good very good you nod
1: like a dog so the um <laughs> look while you've been away the reason i'm pissed off is while you've been away i've been handing the legal and general issues surrounded with running a podcast I've and they got are
0: extensive. Okay. I've
1: got a feeling our listener may be a little bit confused. Dot com. Would you like to clarify <laughs> what's happening right now?
0: Um, the problem is, our listener is my mother, and I haven't quite come. To, I haven't quite opened up fully about the circumstances surrounding my current insurance claim. With more than oh, after no. I, uh, after I lost a wheel on the M twenty six at seventy miles an hour. Um experience.
1: Me, please tell me when you stopped and you were met by your recovery service, they were playing Kenny Rogers. You put you picked to find time to leave me loose wheel.
0: <laughs> no, I, I mainly <laughs> said thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. I've been stuck on the side of this road for some time now. Um, yeah, no, not, not a lot of fun. I hit a, hit a massive old pothole uh, just as I was coming onto the M26 and thought very little of it. And uh, turns out I should have thought about it um, because then, yeah, five miles down the road, uh, I watched my rear passenger side wheel pass me um, as oh. it disappeared into the bushes and uh, the... the the, the back left hand corner of my car slammed into the ground um so that was a lot of fun um luckily i was fine um i'm sure that was that's that's yeah, the main that was, concern here that was
1: genuinely my uh, no, next yeah. question uh, i mean that's a frightening experience <laughs> so, are, are you okay that's a, a terrifying thing to experience
0: yeah, uh, I, I i was at, i was fine um the car actually managed to limp its way into the hard shoulder i was fine there was no one else in the car which was a relief um it's now very slowly working its way through um the claims department at more than who uh shall we say haven't necessarily covered themselves in glory on this particular subject uh, um but Kimberley the lovely lady uh, n f u uh, at n f u nope sorry at uh, more than has 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 seen me good now um i have actually got a courtesy car it only took two weeks um,
1: that's that's yeah. dreadful that's dreadful yeah, is it a chuck, really
0: chuck, nice chuck, car okay though no mate it's, it's a piece of <laughs> it's, it's... I, I sure. thought so, so when we went to Portugal I, I thought I'd driven the worst car I've ever driven when I was in Portugal we had a Fiat Panda um, and I used to have a Fiat Panda and I loved my original Fiat Panda but this one They've made them worse, Lee. Um, it was a hybrid, and I'm not quite sure how that worked um, because it's less than one litre. And so going up hills, generally, yeah, much bad. What, what didn't you, why uh,
1: didn't you hire two of them? Then you'd have had a pair of roller skates. One for each foot. For, I didn't think they still made the panda.
0: Yeah, no, still what, they still
1: make it. Do you know what these sh- for? You
0: know what stands uh, uh, for, don't you? Fix it again tomorrow. Was that? that? Was that a was that line?
1: Yeah,
0: that'll do. That'll do. Yeah, fix it again, <laughs> Tony. Uh, yeah. Fix it again, Tony. Yeah. Oh, um, my word. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Um, that I thought that was that was the sort of nadir of my car driving experience um, until I finally arrived at Enterprise Rent a Car, Maidstone. <laughs> Uh, to be handed the keys to my courtesy car, which is a citroen c three um oh my word it's it's awful everything everything's made of plastic um it, it, it doesn't really drive so much as sort of hopes to get you there at some stage <laughs> um even the even the, the well, not salesman. The, the the operative at Enterprise when he handed me the keys, he literally said, uh, "Yeah, no, here you go, not to sixty eventually," um, <laughs> which <laughs> and now I'm driving it. Uh, yeah, and I genuinely I'm driving it, just thinking, "Oh, what the bloody hell's the point in this?" Um, so yeah, no, that's a lot of fun, but it does mean that I don't have to cycle to work anymore, and that that phase was not one I enjoyed. Not Um, in this hot weather that
1: we've been having.
0: No. No. There's a big steep hill, and I am not a small man. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, that was. (laughs) Life is better now.
1: (laughs) I say bicycle. I mean, a bicycle usually has more than one wheel. You know, I've told you to give up on your dreams of becoming a clown.
0: I, it's they're still there, mate. They're still there. I'm going still... to run away. And I, um, it's going to be great.
1: I, I mean, this will fill you with joy. I, I had to get a courtesy car last year because um, I, I was bumped into by a white fan man who, funnily enough, worked for the same What's... company I do.
0: I was going um, to say, didn't you get hit with friendly fire?
1: Uh, yes, I, did. I very much did. Um, and he got it. He was in an unmarked white van because that that sometimes happens. Um, and he got out. He was very apologetic, you know, and said straight up, "It this is this is you know his fault." Uh, he was very shaken up, you know, clearly quite embarrassed as well. And I just said, look, I, I got out, shone the, shone the torch down the side of my car. There was the, the, It was purely cosmetic damage. That was it. And I, I'm not, you know, really a sort of a car guy. I don't know much about them at all. Uh, but I just said, look, uh, you know, don't worry about it. We'll let the insurers deal with it. Are you, are you okay? Because he was quite shaken. He said, oh, I'm in a company vehicle. I said, oh, I, that, so am I. That probably makes it easier. And then he said he, he, he works for the same company I do. And, and when, when he had that realization, he realized that I was dressed quite smartly. I was on my way back from a tasting, and clocked the type of car I have. And immediately in his head, I could see him go, "Oh dear, I think he's quite senior," which I'm not. I'm, yeah. absol- I'm absolutely not. And actually, once I told him who I was, what, and what I did, he was like, "I don't really care." <laughs> no, he didn't. Do it. So friendly fight anyway. <laughs> sorted out with the insurance. I um, they dropped me off uh, BMW M340 Sport, and. Uh, yeah. If I, if I if like I wasn't already problem. married, I would have married that
2: car. Mm.
1: I tell you what what so what that car did. I'm not into cars. Mm. Never been into them. My, my old man was um, a mechanic. knew knew a lot about vehicles. I, you know, I like to have a a, a nice car. Right? How many people out there going? I don't know anything about wine. I like a nice bottle of wine. And then occasionally they have that one bottle and it just blows their mind and they suddenly go. I get it. I get why people get so excited and intrigued yeah. and, and read start reading about that. I get it. That was the car that did it for me. I just everything about that <laughs> car. Just like you looked at, it looked like it was going a thousand miles an hour, just sat there. It was the most comfortable yeah. vehicle. The the, the the power under the bike, the way it it just sort of it was like it was gliding and it was like driving a cloud. It it didn't mm. like hug the corner, it just so gently went but it was a dangerous vehicle because there's no, no noise, and before you know it, you're doing over the legal limit. And you, you realize that very quickly, and obviously get back to doing, um, you know, 69.8 yeah, yeah, miles an hour. Corte was in love with it.
0: You were on private land anyway, weren't you, at this well, stage? Well, so. it, it,
1: exactly. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm a co host of TM and TM, and that, you know, does get. We all know about the notion of celebrity. You know, very few celebrities mm. go to prison. Um, You know. Yep and, and sort of hair. you know it's not going in the newspaper is it so um yeah anyway that that was that was cars i'm i'm i, I didn't know before i made all those jokes at your expense i didn't realize what had happened um <laughs> i'm not going to apologize sorry. for making it's the sad. jokes because they were very funny but i'm i am um, i'm relieved to know you're okay um mainly because i mean my back's given out i couldn't carry another episode without you uh, although in fairness yeah, no, I, jet carried the last one
0: To be fair, I was concerned that Jack would just be like, you know what, chaps, I'm just going to take this and run. Um, And then we'd be without a podcast. It would just be the marketeer.
1: What his plan was, was like co-host with me, like Mm. knock you out of the picture, do it for a couple of episodes. And then I'd go, oh, Jack, I'm I'm so busy. I'm I'm off to it. And he'd go, oh, that's all right. I'll find a co-host. And then I'd come back and it would just be Jack and... His his friend and you'd be like, oh, but this it's is now intellectual property. He'd go, I, have not registered it, have you? Go, no, oh, and then, no. and then we we just have to walk away from it and start all over again. You know, I mean, and,
0: and to be fair, and, and, and we're starting from those quite a long base. We did. I think we mom, did. I think mum would I think mum would come back.
1: Um, yeah, I, 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 I think she. Would. I think there's loyalty there. Um, you know, whether yeah. it's more to you or me, I'm not sure, but. You know, we're splitting hairs there. But anyway, I, I've read yeah, yeah. you've been in Portugal. Portugal's a cool place. Um Tell our listener what you got up to.
0: Portugal is a cool place. So we did. Well, we were only there four days, and we managed to nail off Porto, Douro and Lisbon. Um in, <laughs> All in, all in, <laughs> all on one tank of petrol as well. Because it uh, turns out, whilst the Fear Panda is shit to drive great fuel economy now. Um so that was nice. Um but yeah so we landed in Porto, uh we spent a day there. We went to we actually ended up at Graham's. Um you know they've got this beautiful I don't know if you've been to Graham's in Porto but they've got this beautiful um terrace that overlooks the whole town. You've got this incredible view of the sort of um the old bridge and uh, oh. just the most beautiful place to sit. And so we sat there for the best bit of eight hours just drinking uh, port, eat, eating fresh seafood. Um, eventually we moved over to beers because you know it was hot and sunny, and you know was, that's kind of the vibe you get after a while. Um, yeah. but fabulous. Um, and then the next day we drove up the Douro, um, we stopped at the wonderful Quinta de la Rosa, which is um quite possibly my favorite port house in the whole wide world after my visit. Um, they were so lovely. Um, we luckily got to meet the owners, um, Sophia and, and her family, Kit, and, and, and everyone else. Um, they they're all there, which was quite rare. Um, they're usually London-based, I think. And so we had an amazing time there, had lunch, um, tasting, tour, looked around their kit. They've got some great uh, table wines as well. The ports Ooh. are fantastic, but the table wines are superb um some of the best doro whites i've i've come across there yeah. um which is great then yeah drove down to lisbon um spent a day and two days in lisbon um and spent the last day just sat in that in the square in the bottom of the old town right by the sit right by the river um just demolishing a seafood platter which frankly could have fed five oh. um, there were only two of us it was me and george um and just drinking Vinny Verde. And yeah, it was, it was actually a really wonderful break. Really nice. And very low maintenance, very low pressure. Um, just really nice actually. Um, yeah. Awesome. Sorry, and I missed you there. Thoroughly. Gus, if you were Thoroughly there...
1: deserved. I, 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 I would have loved, loved to have been there. For sure. I've, I've had a little bit of experience in Portugal. The Douro was my very first wine trip. Um, and actually I used to work with the wines of, Quinta Della Rossa when I was at Ox Wine Company, their still wine's brilliant. And it's you know, we sort of think about the in Portugal as port, that's what it's most famous for. And it always will be, and that's mm. great. But so many great still wines, whites and reds coming out of there. But yeah, we I, I used to we used to chug through quite a bit of their still kit. Brilliant, brilliant wines. And lovely people. Just nice people.
0: Yeah. Uh, fabulous but- people and, and and wines. It was really nice actually.
1: And a yeah. thoroughly deserved break <laughs> because you have been very, very hard at it for an incredibly long time. You've not had any downtime at all. So, um, you know, I'm really pleased to see you get that. You need it <laughs> and you deserved it. And, um, yeah, I'm really, really pleased you had such a good trip, man. You did miss, though, the wine and the chess, which was as I cool didn't. as people think it would be. Yeah, we were cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, um, bet. I bet you were really cool.
1: Yeah. Is this cool? Um,
0: I kept I, saying I was
1: pulling out chess pieces. Is this cool? Is this cool? Is this... And then it was cool because Ben Ludford, who very kindly organised it all, went to the trouble of buying in an absolute... I, I don't want to get technical here. Um, an absolute fuck ton of very high-quality cheese and charcuterie man. Oh! Incredible.
0: And he... I mean, not only is that man generous, but he is also a fiercely good chess player, isn't he? It,
1: he is frighteningly so. I don't, I've never beaten him on the chess app on which we play, which won't surprise many people, because I'm really not very good, but he brought along um, a, a friend of his who isn't in, sort of like, that the, the doesn't play the online thing that we do, so I hadn't met him, a guy called Mike. Um, wow, he was good. Oh, he. I'm, I'm pretty it. sure he was an AI bot. It's the only wow. I, He He was... But I, I, did confuse him a lot because I, he's a student of the game, so he knows all the different openings and mid games. Whereas I just seemingly mm. move pieces randomly, and he paid me the greatest compliment. <laughs> he, said, he, he said, "Even, even Magnuson couldn't predict what you're going to move next." So, <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, I, I lost both times I played him, and I lost very quickly. Mm. But um, you yeah. know, I, I, I play chess in a way that very few people would think of playing it. You know?
0: No, Which no, I uh, totally totally, mate. I've just pulled up my uh, my record against the great Ben Ludford. Uh, we appear to have played 16 times. Um, I've lost 12 of them. Uh, <laughs> Thorne once and yeah, once he's, he's
1: pretty good, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm going to find mine. Oh, um, well, I've played him eight times. Um, no, I've played him nine times. I've I've stalemated one of those. Oh, well uh, done! I, I, and I've not won any of the others, but um, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm not very good. Yeah. At that. But do you know, it, it was that thing that what what it, it was kind of the thing I miss about being in a band, and the thing I miss about sort of having a local snooker club was mm. being in a band. Yeah, it was about the music and, and playing, but it was more about hanging around with a, a bunch of like-minded friends having fun, chilling out, yeah. having a laugh. Same with the snooker. It's certainly, you know, the snooker was ancillary to just chilling. Um, but um, I know that Ben mentioned that he'd, he'd listened to the podcast. So I'm amazed that I was still invited. Uh, he knew you were away. Um, but Ben, if, if you, if you are listening, um, you know, if, if something's gone wrong in life and you're listening to this, uh, thank you very much again for organizing <laughs> a brilliant evening. Um, you said you would do it again if I was lucky enough to get an invite. Um, love to come up. Great, great fun. Good people. We, oh, so we played we played a variation of chess. This is what our listener wants, Berg. We played a variation of chess called Bug House. Have you come across it oh, before? See,
0: you mentioned you mentioned this, and then didn't explain it at all I, to me. You just said, I, oh yeah, we
1: had, I had a nervous breakdown, and I, I haven't laughed as as much in that <laughs> in those minutes that we were playing it as I have any So, yeah. firstly, we everybody took a chess set just to ensure we had enough boards but when you Mm -hmm. do that all the chess chess sets are remarkably different so one guy had chess pieces that were absolutely enormous they were like the size of wine bottles they were huge i took my my very cheap nasty set where the the pieces are about a centimeter high and and so there's all these different chess sets so what you do with bug house it's team chess okay so you, you, you play so there's two games happening right so let's say i would be on a team with you and we're sat next to each other Now, I'm playing my game against player A, and you're playing your game against player B, right? Mm -hmm. But I might be white on my board, and you're playing black. So that makes sense, right? So there's just two separate games happening, but we're teamed up. So what happens is, when I capture one of my opponent's pieces, I give it to you, and you get to put it on your board anywhere you want.
0: Oh, no, no. And the other team
1: was doing the same. And I ended up in a position where I was trying to capture my own pieces. Because the pieces <laughs> were so different. I couldn't... Oh, what a, what a head fuck. It, I'm aware that, you know, people are going, God, oh, they're trying to make fun of chess. It was it was awful, but it was brilliant. And I, what you do is you have a few bottles of wine and then you play Buckhouse chess. I, honestly, tears of laughter from all of us. It was so much fun.
0: That sounds... I mean, it does sound like a massive head fuck. But yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I mean, I look like someone who'd never played chess before anyway. Um, I did this. Yeah. I, I didn't. I genuinely didn't know what was going on. I couldn't process because you forget. Yeah, everything I'm you am not surprised. oh, here's a queen. Put it where you want. Then you go. I, d- I don't know where to put it. I like. I'm sure if I put this in the right place, I win. I win my game, and therefore, as a team, we win. So it's the first player to win wins for everybody. Um, I, I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. Oh, It was horrendous. It was brilliant though. Great fun. But that's um, that's it, people's it, dream. Yeah. That's the obligatory chess chat done. Um, that's what uh, our listener is, is here for. Um, Ferg, I, I noticed that you've got a, a glass of wine there. Um, which is odd as so we're recording a a, a podcast uh, about wine.
0: What it's unusual, isn't it? it is. Um, I'm actually I'm actually I'm I'm on I'm on um something called a bottle test. So, if you're working on a wine, uh, in the wine industry and you're sort of finish blending, it's quite a nice check. So I blended... This is our Sky Chardonnay 2022. Um, And so I blended it last week. It went through cold stab over the weekend. It got filtered this afternoon. So I took a bottle home. And the the, the deal with the bottle test is that you take a bottle home, you share it with your partner, and it's a good sign if the bottle's all finished by the end of the night. Um, And that shows that the so, if there's if there's a big whack of wine left in the bottle at the end of the night, it means that subconsciously something's not right with that wine. Um, uh-huh. And if the wine's still good, then it should be finished. Um, so that's that's what I am doing. Uh, Bethany is actually just I've, I've I've sort of slipped it into her water glass to you know to make sure that we pass the the, the bottle test. Um, Indeed, but yeah, no. So I've got Sky Chardonnay twenty twenty two in in my class um yeah it's it's quite nice actually i'm quite sh- excited um,
1: shaping shaping up well
0: shaping up really well um usually quite a late release usually it's i i don't bottle this till august so the wine actually only came off lees. oh blimey when did the wine come off lees? last week um so it's okay. been sat on fermentation leaves for 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 the best bit of six months a uh, bit of backnage in tank, which has given it this wonderful, um, but slightly understated uh, form of vintages. I've really, I've really played on the, I've really played on the backnage and that sort of yogurty um, characteristic that you can that you can build into a wine um, by doing it. This time, I've been a bit more restrained, but it was just such a good vintage um, that I, I really wanted the fruit to speak for itself to an extent. Um, and I'm really, I'm really pleased with it. It's turned out, it's turning out really nicely. Um, it's predominantly, um, it's probably predominantly it's, in fact, it's entirely from Kent. Um, and it's mainly from Hashith. Um, it's got a little bit of one of our other growers called Scripps. We've got a fabulous site over near Cobham. and um, mm-hmm. so there's some Chardonnay 76, which is like this incredible clone that's then been grown on chalk. Um, and yeah it really adds something and then the rest of the blend is sort of chardonnay 95 chardonnay 548 and a bit of 121 um so really really nice clones um lots of lees but not too much um yeah it's it's i'm really happy actually um acid profile's really good so not it's a little more it's a little lower than the 21 which is unsurprising because 2022 was a lot a lot riper Mm-hmm. um yeah no really happy it's in a really good place
1: awesome so when when is that likely to be available sort of on sort of commercial releases say like bottle test now has just come off the lees you know how much longer to have a listener going oh I, I fancy getting some of that um when when can I, they expect it to be
0: i would hope end of july probably end of july um i'd probably look to bottle it if I can, I'll try and slip it into bottle before the end of June, so it then spends a month in bottle, um, <laughs> and then and then gets released, and then yeah, I think that's about right. Okay, um, yeah,
1: very exciting,
0: exciting stuff. Very, yeah, very no, exciting.
1: Now, um, on that point of sort of bottling and, <laughs> and new wines coming out, um, we've got here. Uh, there's the, there's just a quote. I'd, I, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to give you a quote and I want to see if you know who it comes from. Um, and and the quote is, post hoc, uh, no, sorry. The quote is, our new still wine range really shows how far the category has come. These are some of the most rewarding and difficult wines we make and there's a tangible growing appreciation and demand for them. We feel a growing confidence that we have all the tools here in England to really fly the flag for our own still wines. Stylistically, they're unique taking inspiration both from our own landscape and whilst harvesting the incredible technical expertise we have in the UK. Um, I I don't know if you can attribute that quote to the the person who said it.
0: You can tell I've got a new marketing and PR director.
1: (laughs) Yes, that quote was said by Jack Lees, but he's donated it to
0: you. Um, Um, So, really, words. Along those lines, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I think I think you said it's fucking great. All right, get it sold. Um, <laughs> so it, this is, of course, your uh, new launch, new still wines. I think the first three of six for for this year. Is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, first three are out. Um, it, it it looks like six. It might be six. Should be six. Um, yeah, yeah. So first three. So uh, Nanette's uh, rose, um, which is a delightful. Pale, pink, Provencal-style rosé, because I'm not bored to tears of saying that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, no, it is really lovely, and we've um, we've incorporated it. I don't know if you... Did you ever taste Mary Rose? I don't know if you did.
1: Yes, I did. Was that the wine the winemakers... The winemakers
0: collection one. Was
1: it last year or the year before? Yeah, rele- I, it got I,
0: released last year. I did try that, yeah. Um, I
1: thought it was exceptional.
0: Yeah. So we, razor, used, um, obviously. A, obviously. Uh, so we used obviously, uh, obviously. So we used a riacca yeast. Bloody yes. Riley, that was harder to say than I remember. Uh, we used a riacca yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you use a riacca yeast on that
1: one, if I remember
0: rightly, <laughs> Yeah, I used a Ryoka yeast, um, and it, and we loved the the impact that that yeast had on the wine. It was it gave it this glycerol mouthfeel, and it gave it some really interesting structure. And um, so we've used a chunk of that in the nets, um, not the entirety. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge, and so is my father actually. Although yeast is very much my thing, he's he's clone bore. I'm yeast twat. Um, but, great um, for the
1: episode there.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, so we. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in 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 um, co-inoculations and sequential inoculations. So the idea that 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 a wine you can't you can't make good wine by using one yeast is not possible. Um, you need you need variation especially if you're using um as i am packet yeast or dried yeast i suppose if if you were doing wild ferment the va gives it some interesting flavor so that's nice um but if...
1: <laughs> love a bit of va no brett sorry i love a bit of brett
0: <laughs> brett um, we've got a coffee mug at work um that was left by a temp whose name was brett and everyone thinks it's a hilarious um, joke about Britannomyces. and I'm like, no, no, it was just that was Stan that was his name. That guy from a was camp he? Was, um,
1: was he? I don't know if you ever spent any time out at work with him. Was he a fun guy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, he, he was certainly well risen. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, some, I know some people didn't really didn't get on with him. I suppose he was a bit like Marmite, really.
0: <laughs> um yeah he was an interesting he, he was an interesting guy um but i've now completely lost my thread so yes so um lots of different yeast strains were used and actually we'd have sort of individual ferments in separate tanks which we would then blend together and each of them had had a different yeast um and it just adds to the complexity and, and winemaking is a lot like that it's it's you know you don't make one decision that decides the style of a wine you make um you you, you you every step of the way you make a small impact on what that wine tastes like and 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 it's it's easy to talk about wine making as this big bang and then I made the best wine in the world you know it's like it's like tenacious tea um <laughs> but it's not like that it's not it's you know you you, you make small changes and you make small decisions it's not even changes you make small decisions whether that be fermentation temperature or yeast inoculation protocol or yeast itself or you know yeast nutrition um, filtration so many small things come together to make a wine um and 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 part of that is is the yeast chosen and for nets we use some really interesting ones um then of course you've got the Bacchus. uh famously i'm I've spent most of my time trying to make Bacchus, not taste like Bacchus.
1: Um, <laughs> a, B- a Bacchus <laughs> like no other is how it's described.
0: <laughs> yep, thanks, Jack. Um, but yeah, no, I was I sort of tried to push it down that Loire Sauvignon I, that's that's my favorite way to do Sauvignon Blanc and obviously Bacchus is basically Sauvignon Blanc if 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 I was how no, no. Bacchus and Sauvignon Blanc are very similar varieties sorry there we go that's probably the right soundbite from a from a marketing perspective um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um, um I I'd, I'd love that sort of Loyal Sauvignon that Sanceri style that slightly slightly more more restrained um sauvignon blanc um bit bit more elegance to it um so we did that bit of bit of oak um 10 individual yeast strains um lots of different fermentation temperatures lots of fun um and then our pinot noir lukes which um i love lukes it's actually it's just really really honest very good pinot noir um it's designed to be released Six months, eight months after 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 harvest, it's not designed oh. to be. Um, you know, it's 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 supposed to be fruit and fresh and crisp yeah. and delicious. And I I mean, I think that I've hit that brief pretty much bang on. Um, we've made something really interesting. It's slightly what's really interesting is it feels slightly not muted at the moment, but it feels like there's, it's got quite a long journey. Um, uh-huh. it tastes fantastic now and it'll be perfect in the summer, but I actually think I'm probably going to lay down a couple of cases somewhere. Bethan will hit the roof if she's listening to this and here's that I'm thinking of buying a couple more cases. Um, <laughs> um but uh, you know, she managed to get the total bottle count below 200 the other day and thought that was impressive. And I was like, ah, why have you hit the other 200? <laughs> 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 Mum <My, my> and dad, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's I, I'm really, I really like it, I think it's really interesting. Um, and and I love where it is now, and I love that wine as it, as it is, mm-hmm. but I also. I'm also really excited to see where it ends up in in 12 months' time, 18 months' time.
1: One of the things that I really like about your wines is the majority of them, and I say the majority because, you you, you know, some of your wines you make and you go, look, I know this needs a bit of time before you drink it. That's fine. That's what it's supposed to do. The majority of wines you make have an accessibility from launch. We go, particularly with Pinot Noir, that's a really good example because you always manage to capture the exact qualities of Pinot Noir. So even when you've made, um, so like the, the suitcase, excuse me, in the gatehouse, you know, and there's more oak involved and more winemaking, you're still at the the very heart of these wines. You capture what the variety is about. And I've been tasting a lot, uh, recently we've, we've at work, maybe had an issue with a couple of our new world pinots where we, we felt that maybe the quality's dropped off in recent years, um, and so I've been tasting a fair bit of New World Pinot Noir, and you're tasting it going, this just misses what Pinot Noir is. Like the fruit isn't unpleasant, but there's like lo- layers of oak on it, and it's a bit overdone. And it's, I've got to be careful using the word commercial, but it's made like there's, uh, they've notched the RS up a bit, you know, all of that. You've lost the heart of what Pinot Noir should do. And you always capture mm. that in your wines, but then on top of that accessibility, you can see that there's somewhere for them to go. It's not just, well, I've made this drink in the next 12 months, done. Like that, you know, there's going to be a journey. There's going to be somewhere in the future for it, and that, you know, you very kindly sent me a bottle of the of the Liberties Bacchus, um, and I think I, I tried to sum it up. I, I tried to write a like a I tried to write a tasting note in the way that somebody who knows how to write a tasting note would write it um, in a very pretentious manner. And I, I think I said you've you've captured not just the heart of the English countryside but summer itself because you've got. You know, you've got those classic really characters, sweet. but it, but it's elegant. And then you've got you know just subtle layers of sort of herbs and spices and um, rose petals and chamomile and all this stuff sitting over it, still with a really lovely acid profile. You know, really fresh cleanse that that's kind of summer babbling brook thing going on. And what I I love the way you've worked in the because like it's not oaky, this one. It's not like layers of vanilla or toast or that but it's like that oak, that slowly oxidative character that comes from oak that contributes to texture more than flavour. So you just get that little bit of extra weight and mouth-coating mouth, mouth coating thing. Um, you know, as, as I said to Jack in the last episode, if I taste one of your wines and I, I don't think it... I, t- I, tell, I tell you what I think about the wine regardless of you, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah, like no, the, I mean, the, the, sometimes the it's wine
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, that's when you have to just listen to me speak, really, isn't it? But You know, I I just tell you what I think the wine is doing regardless and go, this is what it is. Um, I thought that Bacchus was fabulous. And again, I can see that going somewhere. Um, Yeah, totally. Um, And as you saw from the the crappy video I produced, the highlight at the end, what does La Patrona think? She's not a white drinker, particularly. Loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Uh, Mostly because I wouldn't let her have any more because I enjoyed it too much. So... um, (laughs) So, yeah, so these are really exciting. Of course, these are all now available uh, at Battle Forestate at Hushheath and through the website. So, get them checked out, dear listener. <clears throat> um, well worth looking up. Really exciting. Yeah, no,
0: really exciting, actually. Um, and new livery, new everything, actually. Really.
1: Yeah, they look great. They really do look great.
0: Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Um, it is. it yeah. is.
1: It's almost like you've got someone new in marketing. Working with you, in,
0: uh, we, actually, we, actually, we actually did this design work before our new marketing garden, marketing <laughs> man came on the scene. Um, I suspect had we had we waited till he started, it might not have looked quite like that. I think, <laughs> but no, no, I am really chuffed actually, and as is everyone else actually they they look fab and yeah, really brilliant. cool,
1: brilliant, really exciting. Now, also in in happenings at Balfour Estate Hush Heath. I believe this weekend just gone, as we record this, you've just um, celebrated the Wine Garden of England event. Uh, what what did that involve? Tell me about that.
0: Uh, I, you know, there are. I, I'm really lucky. I I quite regularly get to stop and think. I really bloody love what I do and where I work, and it's it's corny and it's cheesy, but it's very true. I really do. I genuinely believe that I've probably got the best job in English wine and um, Saturday was just yet another example of, of that exact sort of thing. Um, we had 1300 people come and um, there are seven producers who are members of the wine garden of England. Uh, so, Oh, blimey, I'm now going to try and name them all, and it's going to go <laughs> wrong. <laughs> can, you, can you
1: name the Teddy Bruce, and everybody goes, fuck, oh, no. I can have three of them. <laughs> um, the look,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll get this right, Hannah. It's Balfour, Biddenden, Gusborne, Chapel Down, Westwell, Squareys and Simpsons. There you go. Nailed it. Oh, Gordon well him.
1: done. Piece of um, cake. So,
0: yeah, it's easy. Easy. I mean, it's it's not like I'm a member of this or anything. Uh, <laughs> so um each each producer had its own tent as it were um and everyone who was invited everyone who who came um received a free glass when they arrived and the idea was they could taste at every single producer so they got a a, a little booklet of tokens to taste um at every producer and it was amazing i mean it was it was a really fun event um you know a lot of people through the door a lot of lot of lot of good vibes for 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 english wine as a whole but but kentish wine of course as the primary driver um <laughs> and just really lovely and then yeah i got to taste around a bit so westwell they i i actually really enjoyed their pet nat, and i'm not going to repeat that sentence Ooh. because i of course don't like petnat um but they they they've got a rosé petnat which is actually really delicious um, and also actually their Pellegrim, their 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 non-vintage uh, brute is also superb. Um Gisborne, well, were on form as ever, Blanc de Noir. Um Biddenden's Gamay Noir, that was great fun. Uh I'm trying to think I, I I now want to give say a nice thing about everyone. Um, so who does that leave? Squerry's brute, superb. Um Simpson's the Roman road Chardonnay always delivers. Um but yeah. then of course all roads lead to Simpsons, so that's fine. Um and then it, the Postman. <laughs> well yeah. Um so yeah, and, and I'm sure I've missed someone and I'll feel I'll feel slightly guilty when I realise who it is that I've missed. I think, I think um, it's
1: just your own and that's the land oh, right, because yeah. we talked about your
0: wines for a little bit. Yeah, my wines are great, so that's fine. But, <laughs> I mean, it was a really amazing event, but my favourite bit was well, there were two. Was after it had finished, obviously because everyone had buggered off. It was the hottest mm-hmm. day of the year, and we we're all knackered. But um, I mean, I'm far too much of an introvert to really get involved in this. But there was the, the guys um, on cellar door cranked the music up, all had a bit of a dance, had loads, and they were just having a drink, and it was really amazing. I, I sat in the corner. Uh, because, of course, I'm, I don't know, I, it's, it, that's far too extroverted for me and I I don't dance. Uh, but Dave. it was just really lovely to watch, you know, there were 20 odd people there who'd all worked their, work their asses off um, and were just genuinely happy. And it was just a really lovely, lovely moment. And then I sort of walked back to my car because we had to park half a million miles away from, uh, from the winery so that we could fit all the guests in. And then turning back and looking back at the winery in the summer evening sunlight. And it was just, it was, it was, it was really special, actually. I, I had a really, it was a really profound moment. Um, awesome. and I sort of, yeah, we're just, we're doing good work and it's really nice. And I really, I'm, yeah, very happy.
1: It's, <laughs> it's great to hear. You know, firstly, you know, you in a good place and enjoying it and, you know, especially having had, you know, a, a very well-deserved break. But that positivity around English wine and, it, you know, it, this is the next thing now to, to to build English wine. I've said this before. You know, so people will, will go, yes, Lee, you're saying the same thing. You've got no originality of thought. I know that. Um, the next thing is the sufficient interest in wine is getting people to wineries, getting them to wine, mm-hmm. English wine focused events but ideally like that in somebody's winery, in somebody's vineyard when it's sunny, not, you know, just a, a random room somewhere in central. That's great for trade stuff. That's great. But yeah. something, you know, we need to get consumers to wineries so they can go. Really oh, this, you know, when we when we go abroad to France and Italy and Spain and we go and see a wine, yes, you can do it here and you can have just as much fun and enjoy it and eat great food and drink great wines and sit in the vines. It, that, that's a bit of a tipping point, I think. I don't think that's going to, you know, Suddenly, everybody's going to drink English wine because of that. But if you can get enough drinkers over that bit, I think that will just—I think the fire is lit. That will just, you know, help it flame up a little bit more. So events like this Definitely. are just so vital and um, awesome, awesome stuff. And you had um, yeah. a, a jazz evening, didn't? Jazz evening, which, which sounded like it was also—is is there anything that isn't going on at far?
0: Um, no, we are. This is this is just an insane month um i mean jack is jack is walking around saying it's the busiest month in balfour's history and and i mean a lot of that is hyperbole but it it really isn't far off um we've we've you know from the first shipment of the ba wines going out to um the release of our 2022 stills to the jazz evening the jazz evening was amazing um we need to get you down to the next one. I promise, I'll I'll get you an invite for the next one. Um, I, I
1: wasn't saying it for that. That's very kind. I know. I, I know. I know, I know.
0: But I just. I think. I think you might enjoy it. Um. And, and yeah. And it's just been. i uh, Yeah. It. It's one of those. It's at that one of those phases. You know, we've just finished a new production facility. Well, storage barn slash. There's a bit of production in there. Um. And you know, it feels. And we've you know signed off a new five-year plan that 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 looks i mean must, utterly terrifying I mean, the, the plan is to reach a million bottles by 2028 that's, um
1: that's a pretty big big plan
0: it's, it's a pretty big plan <laughs> um but it just feels like there's a bit of there's a bit of bit of momentum going at the moment um we've got we've got the mo and it just it just feels real real nice actually um, the wines are in a great place, and that's obviously the most important thing. And but I'm really, yeah, I'm very at peace with my with my with my job at the moment. And, and, awesome. And, and yeah, it's fun.
1: Good, because you deserve it to be. It should be fun, and you deserve to, you know, everything you're doing, everything you're achieving, um, despite just just only slightly being over the age of thirty, uh, which might sound like it's quite a left field, but that's going to be a link to the next bit. Um, yeah. if people can spot the well people our listener can spot the link um but you know yeah. everything you achieve in the quality of the wine you're making really you've got no right to make wines that good at your age
0: um no it's i, I I'm, I'm basically a prodigy't i it's <laughs> if if only there were some form of list that would celebrate <laughs> people who are somewhere around the age of thirty doing something in um no. There is, isn't there?
1: Yeah, Harper's 30 (laughs) Under 30, um, which was announced at the London Wine Fair, Harper's 30 Under 30. So, you know, uh, the clue's in the name, highlighting people under 30 who are doing great things in in the drinks industry. And, you know, it covers education and leadership and sales and and all different avenues. Um, And all 30 people in there, very, very well deserving of their position in the top thirty um but, but there's two in particular that i i wanted to mention and and that is um you know not at the expense of the the other 28 people because they all deserve a place um but but in terms of this uh 30 under 30 um friend of the pod and fabulous all-round wonderful human being uh jessica summer of Mouse and grape uh was listed in 30 under 30 she thoroughly Legend. deserves that obviously she's she's um being a guest at TM and TM Towers, um, so a dear listener, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. I think that was the episode called Suitcase Clowns, if I if I remember
0: rightly. I think uh, you might be right. And of course, uh, you then need to go and buy some cheese. Yeah. Uh, because Get her answer. cheese is, is phenomenal.
1: Ah, incredible. Uh, so her selection of, of wines and cheeses, you know, it goes without saying Jess knows her stuff, but she's really good at talking about it. The hampers she puts together really are fantastic. Just what what a gift. If you if you like wine and or cheese, I, I, honestly, it's what a gift to receive. They're brilliant, beautifully packaged. But the cheese, the cheese, I didn't know cheese tasted that good. And I've eaten nice cheese, right? But that, those I'm cheeses... I'm sure you
0: have, Lee. I'm sure you have.
1: Phenomenal. Um, also, uh, I, I, I wanted to give a shout out to another member of this 30 under 30, Sam Povey. Who is not just thirty under thirty, but he was listed as their education champion. Sam works for and teaches at the WSET School in London. Uh, his his content on social media is, from every video of his I watch, I learn something new that I didn't. They're
0: so good, um, aren't they? I I was absolutely. actually lucky enough to see Sam on Saturday. He was down at the Wine Garden. Out, and uh, him. Him. He was the man himself. Um, I was I was able to slip him on a tour you know because you know he knew the big dog woof woof <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no what he's what I love about him his his content is so well put together so clever yeah. uh, he gives he teaches in a really really engaging way I yeah. like you learn a lot from watching it and he's also just really nice yes um yeah. People, it, people who are talented shouldn't be nice as well. It's not fair. Do you know he's, um, he's,
1: he's he's like Tim Milford, right? Decent I individual, very, very nice, considered, well thought, reasoned chap. Very yeah. talented, very kind. You go, what, what is mm. it with these people? Who are these people? It's, it's yeah. not you. Why do some people just have it all, and and others look like me? Um, Except that have I've been lucky enough to see Sam teach at the WSCT school in London I, and i've seen I've been very privileged to to watch great educators uh I mean he's up there he he was he mm. was like an author. He he, he he somehow was directing the room but you didn't feel you were being directed you felt like it was there were i think 20 24 students in there and I'm pretty sure every single one of them felt like he was addressing them directly one to one you know, over a glass of wine, over you know, over a table, he was fabulous. Um, and I'm not saying that's a blow smoke or anything. I, I I call it like I see it. I'm a whale biologist. Um, it's fabulous. Uh, if, if you're thinking of doing WCT courses and you, you're thinking of getting along to to London, have a chat to Sam. If you can get in on any any of his sessions, you will learn a tremendous amount about wine.
0: If you had to compare Sam to your to to a n snooker legend. Which one would it be, and why?
1: That's a great question. So he's someone who's uh, liked by everyone. So that rules mm-hmm. out quite a lot of snooker players because a lot of snooker <laughs> players aren't liked by everyone, let alone you know, including their own family. Um, so immediately you, well, where are you going with this? You say, do I do I go sort of classic golden days of snooker, or do I do I bring it up to date? I think. He would, I want to say he's like Cliff Thorburn, but Cliff Thorburn now. Now, when you think of Cliff Thorburn from the 80s, you think of like really slow grinding snooker. And, and Sam isn't like that. When you think of Cliff Thorburn today, you just go, this is, he's one of the greats. And he played the game in a way that, you know, nobody else really, oh, there were other sort of grinding players, but he, he there was still a flair to him, you know, historic what he achieved. Thoroughly nice guy and just an absolute delight to be in the same room as and listen to, incredibly entertaining. Mm. And he just delivers everything he says is a nugget of wisdom. Um So that's a totally off the wall. If I'd had a chance to think about that question, I might have come up with something else. But Cliff Thorburn, because nice.
0: I mean that answer means. Does. I mean that answer means nothing to me, but hopefully Sam's a snooker fan and then he might he might he might appreciate that. Oh, he,
1: he's, he's got. He, he might not got, be. He's got the flair and the talent of Ronnie O'Sullivan, right? Mm-hmm. He's got he's got the genuine wit and storytelling ability of Steve Davis. He's got the passion and enthusiasm of John Virgo, and he's got the likability of Jimmy White. Bang! That's what <laughs> about five five snooker players there? They go Sam. Yeah. You are you are worth one of you is worth five professional snooker players.
0: I'd actually heard of four of those names.
1: (laughs) You're learning. You're learning. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. uh, Um, So, so yeah, uh, fantastic.
0: Also, Um, actually,
1: um, a completely different thing was the drinks list compiled a list of their top 100 most influential people in drinks. And again, friend of the pod, all round absolute Wonder Woman, Libby Brody. Uh, was in that I top 100 list and thoroughly deserved um, do, do you know, in, in an era when lots of people have kind of stumbled their way into wine and made a bit of a name for themselves through the advent of social media and you know seeing the opportunity in lockdown and taking it Libby for me is one of the absolute best because she's come in she's, she's utilized these platforms and she's utilized them well but Jesus she knows her stuff. And she communicates it in her own voice and own opinions.
0: I think yeah, she's brilliant. I think I think that's I think that's what really sets her apart. Is it's yeah. the way she writes, the way she talks. It's very, it's unique to her, but it's also very personable. It's yeah. uh, it's considered. It's oh, yeah. No, hats off to it, uh, richly deserved. Um, yeah, I didn't see. I- did you did you miss out on that list this year, Lee? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I missed out on that list. Um, this year, I think I missed out on it by what's the population of? That's about seven billion, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I missed out by about six point nine 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 recurring billion. Um, yeah, no, fine. no. Some, I, I think I think I'm in the right place. You know. Yeah, that, no,
0: that, I, I, I I couldn't agree more. I was, I was, I, yeah, somewhere, somewhere way down there too. I think
1: if I was anywhere inside the top ninety nine percent, I mean, you, you just couldn't take it seriously. Uh, you know, top 99% of people on the, in the world, I wouldn't take that yeah. thing seriously. I wasn't. I was way down. But that's exactly where I should be. That's perfect. And actually, it means you can take this list uh, seriously. Also, interestingly, uh, someone I work with in, on a sort of day-to-day basis, Lucy Busk from Nice, the, the Canned Wine company, um, she was in there as well. She's um, she's brilliant. Really, really good. Um,
0: oh, they also... doing great work as well, actually, aren't oh, they?
1: Brilliant. They've got you know, I I really like what they're doing. They know who they are. They, they do it really well. Um we, uh, You're just a big fan. Their, their marketing and sort of all the guerrilla marketing stuff they've done has been brilliant. Mm. I, I've worked really with a cool. few people um within Nice, as I say, we, we deal with it in in my day job, and they're all brilliant. Mm. All those people, they're nice, they're on the ball, they know what's going on, they've got drive, they've got energy. They've got everything you want. You look at every single one of them and go, we could use those people in our organisation because, and and, they'd, yeah. and also they'd be great after, after a day's work to, to have a beer with or a glass of wine would be brilliant. Um, I, I also wanted to mention, obviously, last week was the Master of Wine exams, which have now finished, um, and I was very lucky to catch up recently with uh, Dan Kirby. So he's just completed his second year exams. Um, congratulations <laughs> to everybody! Congratulations to anybody that gets accepted into that program. Just being accepted is pretty tough. Um, yeah. Let alone to make it through the first year, and then to, through the second year, I, I take my hat off to these people. I don't know how they do it, um, but congratulations to everybody who's made it. You know, through first exams, second exams, that's a monumental achievement. Um, and I hope all of you are relaxing and actually enjoying wine again, and probably having a few beers instead. But um, you know, great work, top effort, well deserved break. After, after such a slog.
0: Yeah, no. You wouldn't catch me dead doing any more wine-related exams, especially the MW. Bloody hell, that is hardcore.
1: Every time um, I speak to Dan, uh, and I caught up with him recently, every time I see him, his first question is, have you applied yet? No, Dan.
0: I th- mate, you, no. you should. No. You really no. should.
1: But, but I don't I, think that... I- I, don't I think, think there are
0: you'd many make
1: barriers. a great MW. Well, that's very kind, and you're obviously drinking far too much of uh, of the wine you're testing.
0: Yeah, um, it's passing the bottle test.
1: I, I think, really, there aren't actually many barriers to me having a go at it. In fact, there are only three barriers to me attempting the MW, but the, the three barriers are all pretty big ones. Uh, the, the three barriers, not in necessarily in any order, are time, money, and intelligence, uh, I am nowhere near clever or academic enough to attempt that. It's it's a it's a dream. I, I love the industry. I love the product. Um, it's been a dream since day one, and I learned about what this thing is. But no, no, I, I'm I, I'm not of the. Um, I wait. Reminds me of the time I went for a job, getting shot out of a cannon, and I was told I wasn't the right caliber.
0: Hey, very good. Anyway, shut up. You're wrong. You've absolutely got the intelligence. Uh, time, <laughs> time, and time, and money. Yeah, no, that bit, that bit, I can, I can get behind because it is time consuming and expensive to do that exam, isn't it? Uh,
1: Massive. I saw a piece that that came out I think sometime during lockdown or just after, where the the institute had um, basically put together a. I was going to say a bursary, but they they put together. Uh, a way of funding it for for certain for, for you could apply for funding to fund it and um it might not be the institute anyway i saw some numbers um mm-hmm. and and these numbers collated course fees expected travel costs accommodation costs costs of buying wine costs of getting to tastings all of that and it came out in excess of 50000 because the, sure. the course fees themselves are actually you know if 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 i suddenly went mental and thought, oh, I'll have a stab at that. I'm capable of that. I, mm. it, it would be achievable through a, through a loan or shifting something around on a credit. It, it, it's possible um, mm. in terms of the course fees. In terms of all the other stuff, you know, getting in and out of all the tastings, you've got to be tasting across the board as well. You can't just take, you know, my regular wine spend on the shelf, the bottles are about sort of 15 quid or so. Um, yeah. Obviously, I've got access to, to trade discounts and such, but that, that, that's roughly where I'm at in terms of my day drinking. You can't get through the exam on that. You've got to be, you know, what, what does first-growth claret taste like? it well, isn't cheap to get a bottle of that, get a taste yeah. of that. So all those costs add up. You know, you've got to travel to – there's one of the residentials, so there's rust in Austria. There's one in Australia, I think it's in Sydney, and there's one in San Fran. You know, all, that, all mm. these costs. So the people that do this, again – you know, they're putting themselves under not not just the pressure of this incredibly difficult exam. They've got financial pressures, whether they're funding it or an employer funding it, which is arguably even more pressure. I, I really True. do take my hat off to anybody that goes in for this and, and commits to it and gets through. I, th- I think it's an incredible thing to, to do. Um And I, yeah. you know, as we do, we work in the industry, we get to know people who pass this this hallowed examination Um, I've known people you know I know people in the program I know people who've been in the program and and have come out of it for various reasons and and the thing that links all of those people I've mentioned I'm I'm going to go back to all of those people are tremendously clever people far and above my simple northern poor education Um, but you know they're all just they just care so much about this thing and Mm. I think it's incredible putting yourself up to do that knowing that I think it's still single fi- single figures for success, isn't it? it? It's less than 10%, I believe. You know, yes, you, you can t- you can throw everything at this. With, with the, there was um, a chap I know uh, who was in the programme for several years and he did his last... He's, he, he, I think he was doing the second round, second year exams, but it, I think it was his third or fourth go. Mm. Uh, and he said, if I don't get it this mm-hmm. time, I'm out because I, I can't just keep... And, and so it's, it was sort of like luck. There's an element in blind tasting of luck. However good you are, there's still mm-hmm. an element of luck on the day if you've got a bit of coal or things like that. And this, you know, this guy's smart. He, he could, he should yeah. be an MW, right? He's he's got the skills, he's got the talent, he's got the knowledge, he can communicate. You said like on the day, I just I couldn't get through these tastings, and so he's drawn the line in the sand. And that's got to be tough, right? To to have thrown everything at it for so long, you know, so many years, and then go, I, I've got to call this a day now. That's a tough decision to make. You know, I'm not. I'm not emotionally stable enough to cope with, to cope with it all. Um.
0: No, yeah. I know no, no, it's. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is. It is an an enormous undertaking. Um, but it's yeah, tremendous. hats off. Congratulations to everyone who made it to their to the exam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and yeah, bon courage uh, from indeed. us here at TMTM Towers. In- indeed, Monge two, Monge two. Or cute, this, this, cute, this, this cute my
1: mom said once we were shopping and she saw it and she picked it up and she said, "What is this?" I went, "What? Man, get out!" <laughs> no, mons. Never mind. Um, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, if if I may, if I may, I'd like to mention the IEWA, the Independent English Wine Awards, um, at which I was a judge, at the, the privilege of being a judge again this year, and a panel chair. Um, again, not, not for the first time. I am, I I wrote a piece about this, uh, on my shit blog a little while ago. My entire career has been based on people taking a chance on me for absolutely no valid reason, um, at all. Right. Um, and, uh, Alex Taylor, one of the, not the Alex Taylor that's been on here, the other Alex Taylor, um, (laughs) Asked me to be a judge, and then again, I think he had a sort of brain aneurysm or something. He went, Would you like to be a panel chair? Um, and I said yes. Uh, and it, it took place in Bristol uh, in uh, towards sort of mid May, I think it was mid May. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was fabulous. What, what I love about this competition is you've got like proper wine trade people who really know their stuff. You know, um, the, the, the overall chair is Liam Stevenson, master of wine. You've got yeah, he's
0: a bit good, isn't he? Obviously, he's
1: um, yeah, he, he is very good. Uh, a great great podcast as well that he was doing with Fiona Beckett, um, who was oh, also really? a judge. Yeah, um, oh nice. And you've got Susie Atkins. You know, you've got you've got winemakers, and then you've got what what are termed knowledgeable consumers, consumers hmm. who just sufficiently care about wine to taste it in past comments so you're getting this mix of views which i think is really healthy and it's a very discursive competition so there's there's five panels uh, and you sit and discuss the wine and i suppose as the panel chair what you what you, you you don't want someone to lead it and sort of go no this is really good and it's that conversation where, okay well you liked it but what did you think okay you, mm. you thought the act was a bit off and you all put your own Sort of, uh, it's not scored. It's done on, you know, would you give this a, a bronze or a silver or a gold or some permutation? Um, and then all of that's collated to the side, so it sort of gets averaged out. I think that's a really nice, healthy way of doing it. But um, a shout out to uh, the, the panel of which I was very lucky to be chair featured. Um, second time of mentioning on this podcast, uh, this episode, Jessica Summer, mountain grape. She has she got straight to the heart of every single wine every single time. No, nonsense. I really. It. It, it was incredibly just, and and it was her first time judging at this competition, and that can be an intimidating thing. I remember the first year I judged, I felt I was intimidated because I'm that sort of character. Nobody intimidated me, so it was down, it was down solely to me. But um, mm. it can be quite intimidating. Yes, it straight at every single one she tastes, like, oh, I think it's, I think it's doing this, and I think that you know, straight to the heart of it. Um, also, on this panel, Fiona Beckett, um, obviously wine writer for for the Guardian. Um, her ability just articulating everything that was being presented was b- because she'd just sort of unlock all this other, this different stuff that then the rest of us could go, Oh, yeah, I see that. And then, you know, that would, could start a conversation. So you'd finish one bit and, and Fiona would have this wonderful ability to start another. James Hawkins, Crazy. famous Hawkins brothers, who could just contextualize everything. So, what you know, when you're tasting, there's a little tag and it will say, You know, this is a Bacchus 2019. That's it. Or twenty, or whatever. Yeah. So it'll set the great right yeah, here, yeah. vintage. And so you can be tasting that and going, okay. I think that this Bacchus is doing this. Actually, if we think about the world of English Bacchus, there's people doing that, and there's people doing this, and then there's Ferg showing everybody how it should be done, um, and so on and so forth. See, so contextualize stuff. And then I, 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 the dream panel, the dream panel. Um, I was going to
0: say, this sounds like quite a, quite a, quite a solid lineup. I
1: mean, got, the average of this panel was really good until he got to the chair. But also on this panel was Dan Kirby. His oh, my ability, God. His ability to, again, I was saying, you know, Fiona Beckett, the way she could articulate the wine. Dan equally, so in a different way. But the way Dan talks about a wine that's in his glass is, he's one of the best wine communicators this industry's got, for sure. But he could also come at it from a very technical, rational perspective. Obviously, he's in the heart of his MW. He really knows his stuff. That's no That's no surprise to anybody. But the way he no. just picks out and go, well, you know, it could, it could be this or it could be that. To have that level of technical expertise, um, so basically that meant I had to do nothing. I I had no, nothing to contribute, nothing to do, just listen and ensure the conversation didn't take too long. Um, so I, 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 I did nothing. What, what a panel to be part of, and yeah, again I, I
0: sound phenomenal.
1: I'm consistently looking and go, how lucky am I? Uh, undeservedly so mm-hmm. but um to to touch on a couple of the uh results um i might say you know the, the certain Ooh, names you well, might briefly, go
0: before before we get to the results because there yeah. is the, 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 which panel were you on
1: ah i was on panel 5
0: that will mean exactly nothing to the listener um <laughs> Which, which wines were you tasting? Were you, um, or, do, or do they do they not do it that way? Do you actually just get given a random selection of wines to taste? Or, or no. is it the Bacchus panel, the sparkling white panel? The, the so I just thought the, saying the,
1: panel five would be like, why well, was panel five? You know, what more do you yeah. want to know? Panel five. Um so the the way it's done, you you, you five panels. You, not everybody tastes every single wine because uh, you just you'd be there for the whole weekend. So mm. the first flight for each panel is a sparkling wine flight, and you tend to get like and like grouped together. Um, now what might happen is, let's say um, you might have your and, and your first half of the flight might be all blanc de noir, uh, or blanc de blanc, or classic cuvee. If there's, a, if there's yeah. a huge amount, let's say there's like 25 to 30 Blanc de Noirs, what will happen is they'll get split in two. So right. that um, it, there's sort of a bit of a fair spread and not everybody gets – because it's easy to get bogged down if you're tasting a lot of the same thing. Actually, after a point, you can kind of lose your way a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So you sort of figure out, hang on, we've got eight classic cuvées, then we've got some Blancs de Noirs, and then maybe we've got some other stuff. So if there's somebody making, I, I don't know, like a sparkling Reichensteiner or something – um, which I don't think there is, because if there was, you might know who it was. Um, but I don't think oh, you know, I you, you might, just it, it might say something uh, or unusual blend or something like that. The then the still panel, which is what you do after um, sort of a, a, a coffee break and a refresher. Again, if there's lots, you know, you might end up with you know thirty or forty Maccus being entered. That will get shared out mm. probably between two panels.
2: Nice so yeah, the panel
1: yeah. I we had I've got to remember this now. It seems so long ago. We we had a few Ortega based still wines.
0: Oh, I like an Ortega. That's a that's a good uh, variety.
1: I used to before this panel. Um no, I I've I had some, some really interesting so I'll I'll that's setting me up for the next bit, I suppose. We had we had Ortega. Um <laughs> we had another variety, but I can't for the life of me remember what it was, which is awful. It wasn't Save Blanc. But we had we had That's... some Ortega, then we had something else. Um, then we finished on a load of still Chardonnay.
0: And nice.
1: so in terms of the like the how, the overall day, the, the sparkling wine flight was really strong. Uh yeah. and I think, you know, I talked to obviously the other panel just so what happens is your panel does the tasting and you decide if there's gold gold, silver, bronze, no medal. The <laughs> gold what winning wines get pulled out and retasted by the five panel chairs. So that would be Susie Atkins, Holly Plumeridge, Liam Stevenson, MW, Tom Wedgery, and me making up the numbers. And yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, of is course. The gold, all, all this is blind, so all you know is it's a classic cuvee from 2020. You don't know any more than that. Mm-hmm. There's no way of telling. They really are blinded up, so you can't sneak at the, a look at the bottle shape or the capsule and go, oh, you know, there's only one producer who uses that colour capsule. That doesn't happen. So the panel chairs then retaste all the golds and go, yeah, that's a gold, that's gold. And eventually they get to a point where you go, we need to pick an overall trophy winner. So that mm. happens. Um, and that happens also for the still. So the, the, the sparkling wine panels all seem like really positive, really good. And you go, yeah, because English sparkling wine is great, right? Newsflash.
2: Yeah, English yeah, sparkling wine
1: is brilliant. The still wines weren't as strong. Now, um, I think... Uh, Ultimately that was because anything that was put in from twenty twenty two is still pretty freshly bottled, right? So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's not getting the fairest chance to, to show at its best. Um or we might have been tasting twenty twenty one, which was a tricky, challenging vintage. Now on, on Only the if panel you were I, out west. Only if it, well, I, I think we had a lot from the West country. The the panel I was on <laughs> and this is this is it's gonna sound a negative, I think it's a positive. There were some of the stills that we tried and we just went, This just isn't great. Like, there's no energy, there's no vibrance, there's not a lot of fruit. And and mm. very quickly, so, this feels like these are really young vines, right? Mm. Okay, hang on, if it's really young vines, maybe this is someone new starting out. That's a good thing, right? More people trying to mm. make some interesting kit, that's brilliant. You don't always get it right, and, and your first time round with young vines, you're probably not going to make a great white. So I think one of, one of the purposes of a competition like this is... You know, it's not school sports day. Not everybody can have a medal. Yeah. The feedback is very thorough. So you we all make our notes individually. It's all on computer and very technical. I don't understand that sort of stuff. But it all goes back to a central hub so that when the results are given back to the producer, and go, look, here's what the five judges of these wines said. And actually the fact that you've got people like Fiona Beckett judging this, Liam Stephen judging this, you know, James mm. D- Danker, you've got great pe- people who really know what they're talking about. Here's the feedback, okay, this wine didn't get a medal, but this is what they're saying. So, you know, you, you, that's hard to take. You want you want wines to do well, but the feedback is honest and thorough. And so we yeah. hope that the producer is, okay, fair enough, I didn't get anything, but actually you've picked up that the vines are young and, and actually in context of the other wines being tasted, it just didn't stack up because, you know, you might be tasting against wines with a with a bit more sort of age to them, you know, older vines and such. So the, the 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 still wines, I think it was the fact that um, 2021, not necessarily great vintage out west, 2022, some of it was quite young. It, it felt like there were a lot of wines there that were very, very new producers or people trying something a bit crackers. There were, there were a couple of wines in there that were, you know, we were told this is an orange. I think we had an orange or take. We had a couple of wines that were specific, that were specified like this is an orange wine. Mm. There were a couple of lines that we were tasting going, this is clearly sort of like proper minimal intervention, spontaneous ferment, like really out there. It's not worked. But that's how yeah. we push something forward is by trying new things. And you're yeah, not going to yeah, get it right the first time. So whilst it seems like a negative saying, actually the stills maybe weren't as strong this year. Actually, I think there were a lot of people doing new stuff. And that's really exciting because... You can then sort of go and check them out next year and the year after and the year after that. And we've all got to start somewhere. Um So that was really, really exciting. But in, in terms of the, the the trophy winners, so the, the trophy-winning uh fizz was Buzzy Jakobsen's Blanc de Noir uh, 2018, which really was stonkingly good.
0: Wonderful. That is a phenomenal one. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan okay. of everything Buzzy Jakobsen are doing. Um, obviously, part of that's because I am um, – of course, a quarter Swedish, and so Indeed. watching my fellow, my fellow Scandinavians perform as well as they are has been quite, quite pleasing. But also, just everything about that brand is so well done. The I branding suggested is beautiful. They
1: could be, um, Busy Jakobsen, the wonderful every day, but apparently that's already taken up by another <laughs> Scandinavian. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah, the, I did suggest grapes, that they, the they called, called
0: one of their wines Malmo and another one, <laughs> uh, some assembly required. Uh, I think uh, but, well, yeah, what the...
1: they need to do, right, is pick all the grapes and what you do is you <laughs> go and buy, well, I'll, have, I'll can I have a, a bunch of Chardonnay, a bunch of Pinot, and you get a little barrel and a little yeah. steel tap and then you have to make it yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. you get an key that won't fit. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, you get an um... key regardless of whether it needs one or not. <laughs> <laughs> I have got more Allen keys in my house than I've got bottles of wine, and I've got quite a lot of bottles of wine. Alan yeah, it
0: is, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I, I think uh, Allen the people that make Allen keys. I think it's it's some kind of money laundering thing. I think the invention of the Allen key goes back to Pablo Escobar. I'm convinced.
0: I think that there are lots of Allen keys because they're really cheap to make. But yeah, no, sure. Well, could it go could, with Escobar? Could, could be that, couldn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, so busy. Jacob could I, 2018. I? Sorry,
0: gone. Nice. No, I was actually I was just gonna follow up. Uh would you like a purely anecdotal but mildly interesting fact about Balfour? Yes, I would. Three out of our four biggest awards, uh i.e. the IWC Trophy for Red Miller, the IWSC trophy for Balfour Brute Rose two thousand and four, um both firsts in in English wine, uh, and and um And our trophy for best English red for Gatehouse. All three of those wines, um, the vines were less than five years old. In fact, the Red Miller, they they were, yeah, the Red Miller, they were in in their second year. The Balfour Brew Rosa, they're in the second year. And then I think the Springfield site was four years old when we made Gatehouse. It's, um, it's, it's a weird quirk. Um, but you can, it's it's not always the case that young vines can't produce wines of complexity and interest um, it's just potentially how you handle them
1: so what you're saying is you need to set up your own winemaking consultancy and all these producers with like 3 and 4 year old vines need to hire you to get the magic done
0: I think dad's already done that englishterroir.com dot <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm claiming exactly zero credit <laughs> for any of those wines. I yes. had a hand in Gatehouse, um, but the rest of them are all are all dad.
1: That um, was English. And, 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 actually,
0: <laughs> and actually, no, no, I I tell a lie. Mary Rose, which won um, not quite such a big Well, it, I I I it meant a lot to me. Tom Houston's um, uh, top top wines of 2022 from last year. Um, Mary Rose uh, that came from Old Bramley, which was a site that was again in its second year and that was voted best rosé in england well, um, when
1: you pick the fruit from old bramley do you like dropping hmm. the winery and go how do you like those apples
0: uh, it's exactly what i do mate every yeah. single time to- every single palette gets, that comes out of old bramley every time yeah, yeah. i just yeah. call over a different member of the team put the palette down again, okay, and you like those <laughs> apples and they go yeah no fog, actually um such and such told me about this joke um so I kind of saw it coming, and I'm like, well, that's, that's, that's not the point. <laughs> no, it's
1: not, it's, it's not the point. And it sounds, I, I, it
0: sounds I, like sour grapes to me. Uh, <sighs>
1: all right, I'm, I'm just going to go and call John Steinbeck, because that's made me quite, quite <laughs> angry. Um, oh, has it made
0: you a bit of mice and many?
1: Oh, dearie me.
0: See, what I did then? just com- pretended yeah. that I didn't What's know that run- Steinbeck wrote Grapes of Wrath.
1: I like that. I like that. What's your um? What's your favorite tequila?
0: Um, I'm not Cause, sure.
1: Because my favorite I... is mocking. My favorite is Mockingbird.
0: Yeah, nice. Yes. I'm just so, sorry. I'm just. I've actually gone to my happy place where I'm farming and growing alfalfa for the rabbits. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but host. Post Brexit Britain is yeah. being done by the book. Unfortunately, mm. that book is Lord of the Flies.
0: So,
2: um, it,
0: um, well, Lynn, you don't have the conch; you are not allowed to talk at this moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's what we need on our podcast: the conch.
0: That's
1: yeah, I know. Perhaps we on could pass too.
0: a virtual conch.
1: <laughs> Absolutely superb, but you know, we've come out of our shell quite a lot recording this show. Oh, yeah. So nice. We'll, yeah. The, um, anyway, Busy Jacobson, Blanc Denier 2018, picked up the trophy for Fizz. Um, I'll finish off with the still trophy went to um, everybody's favourite Sussex based Brazilian, uh, Oastbrook, Pinot Blanc 2022.
0: Wow. Of course. Wow. Yeah, that's that so good. cool stuff down there, oh, aren't they? they?
1: They really are. They're, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. Um, of America and Nick. I I genuinely love the wines they do. It's just the fact that they just, you know, throw themselves into it and do it well. Cause like the amount of passion and enthusiasm they've got, if they did stuff and it was just a bit all right, you'd be like, but wow, these guys really care. Stuff's brilliant. Um, Oatbrook, Pinot Blanc 2022. The other one I wanted to shout out because you did mention them earlier. Mm. Um, One gold for, a Red, which was Biddenden's Gamay Noir 2022, that was delicious.
0: It's good stuff, isn't it?
1: Absolutely wonderful. Just get, buy some. What a wonderful wine, listener. Get a bottle of that, yeah. chill it down. Hot summer's day. Wonderful. Um, you got any Gamay there,
0: Ferg? Uh, no comment. All right. uh, <laughs> Might, might, might have something on the on the horizon potentially. Oh, oh, the, oh, oh, the, I'll drop an yeah. email. You know, I I, um, you know, I, don't, I don't
1: know if you know this. I I know where uh, Balfour's marketing director, him and I were. Uh, we're, we're D- like that. D- yeah. Dina. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the yeah. problem
0: is, mate, the the vines are really young, so
1: probably
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> do anything <laughs> thing with them. <laughs> I throw them on the floor.
1: I'm not half as dumb as you think. I thought I was once. Uh, no? He's missed it?
0: No, yeah, I have missed it. I'm sorry. not you? Yeah, I did. What was the reference?
1: If you can dodge a night timber, you can dodge a ball.
0: Oh, no, you're joking. You oh, dearie bastard. me. Bastard, it was a dodgeball. How did I miss that?
1: Oh, who knows? Who knows? Oh,
0: mate, that's just grabbed me by the balls. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He <laughs> probably met my vine conciliary, Michelle. Um, <laughs> nobody makes me drink my own gamay. So, um,
0: <laughs> oh no, this is heartbreaking. Uh, um, so, <laughs> if,
1: if you're interested in finding about about more young vines that didn't win awards, uh, check out the Iewa's website. It's got the list of uh, of all the gold, silver, uh, and bronze winners. Have a look, I, I am delighted. I'm not being paid to talk about it. Um, I just I get a real thrill out of it, I enjoy what it stands for. So, um, go and check it out. There's some, some cracking wines there. Um, I, I was going to talk about the Spanish texting, I went to, but we're, we're, we've already lasted quite a long time, so we might have to bump that to the next Ooh, episode. Yeah, we, we did, have a bit cancelled. We have. So, what's yeah. uh, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks for you, Ferg?
0: Ooh, uh, more bottling. Uh, oh, I'm off to Vienna, That's, that'll be a fun one um that's that's work that's not work that's pleasure Uh, frank first is for work um uh a week or so after that uh vienna vienna
1: Vienna, get to the hotel sasha eat the sasha tort. revelation brilliant
0: yeah i will now add that to my surprisingly short to-do list actually i do need to i do need to put some thoughts into that Uh, but yeah I really can't wait to go. I think it's going to be wonderful. Um, you know, we've sorted accommodation, sorted flights, and that's about as far as we've got. Oh, actually, I think Bethan's Books at all. Yeah, it's, cu- it's coming together. Uh, that's at the end of the month, but um, I it's more of the same. Um, lots of bottling, lots of wine to make. Um, but, we're you know, we're almost, we're three-quarters of the way there now. Um, there's probably only a 100-and-something thousand bottles left to fill. Um, so we'll finish, we'll finish hopefully in July or early August. So that, that'll be nice. Um, Excellent. Yeah.
1: Ready, yeah. Ready,
0: for you, um, <laughs> ready for vintage. Ready for vintage again.
1: What is what is going on? Um, so busy. So t- as we record this uh, tomorrow, I'm flying up to Inverness um, because I'm teaching up in Banff uh, in a couple of days' time. So fly up to Inverness tomorrow. Uh, a lot of uh, talking and teaching in Banff. So the day this episode goes live, I'll, I'll, I will be waking up in the beautiful Banff in Scotland and travelling back that day. Uh, I've got some gin tastings coming up, actually. Um, which is sort of, from a, from a freelance perspective, some gin stuff to do. Uh, then uh, a week after that, I'm down sort of Worthing, Brighton Way again, more, more talking, training, teaching. I've got some stuff in London teaching. Uh, actually twice in one week, but not on the same day, unfortunately, which means two trips to London. Um, I've got some stuff to write for the caterer because they yes. haven't found anybody who can actually write yet, uh, which is what not. they've got a, a staff of writers who can write and they've got them. They just want somebody else as like a guest piece. Uh, I, <laughs> so Just before it sounded like I was knocking everybody that writes for the caterer, I absolutely wasn't doing that. Um, for some reason they've got me writing a little bit for them. So I've got that. Um, and then, yeah, there's there's some other tastings coming up, so there's a, a Greek tasting and Sicilian tasting the same day in London, which I I will be making it along to because that'll be particularly exciting. Um, and yeah, other than that, you know, keeping busy with the family. We've now got uh, uh, a kitten, which is wonderful because what a, what a little bit of what escapism. Uh, Schrodinger. Of course you have. Of course I have. And I've said that. Mm-hmm. I, I have had to explain that to my wife, my son, my mother, all of my family. Uh are mm-hmm. pretty much the only person I've not had to explain to is you. Um yeah, That's why we're but, kind I mean, spirits in many ways.
0: Exactly. And, and and you have to remember that, you know, they 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 may be outside the box and therefore oblivious as to what's happening. Inside the box.
1: The only problem is um, if he if he if he goes out, I either know where mm-hmm. he is or how fast he's going, but not both simultaneously. Um,
0: it's it's a tough decision
1: then. Yeah, I do, I do yeah. love physics physics jokes. Um, sure. So, but what 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 you've got to take into account is he's really young, so he's yeah. he's not making anything of particular intensity or weight um, or class. <laughs> so. Uh, well, you he know, won't
0: be winning any compositions for at least 25 years, right, you know. At the, very, yeah. at the very
1: least, unless you or your dad get your hands on him. Um yeah, yeah, yeah But no, it, he's. Um, yeah. Cortez wanted a cat for, for ages, and I admit, you know, as, as La Patrona and me, and we've uh, finding him in a position to get, to get, get uh, make one of the most relaxing things in the world. Cat. Great yeah, cat. I
0: bet. He's,
1: he's, yeah, he, no. And he's a very chilled out cat as well. So, um, yeah, so between that, that's keeping us. Keeping us busy, but but there's a, a couple of birthdays coming up as well because some people are <clears throat> old this year. Um, mm. have, you, have you got an invite to old Libby Brodie's? Ah, she. Oh dear. Oh. That's
0: awkward. So uh, oh no. No. no,
1: isn't it? Uh. Uh, what What about Tim's uh. yoga lunch? No. Uh, nope. No. Cool. I, I, I genuinely thought the answer was going to be yes, which is what I've got. Now it looks like I've I've set it up, doesn't it? So I go, yeah, look what I'm doing. I, that was genuinely not uh,
0: the... I, I think, actually, I think I might have had an invitation to the yoga lunch. Uh, what was the date for it? I think it's when I was away.
1: 13th uh, of June. Uh,
0: uh, th- 30th of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he did, he did, actually, very kindly. He did ask me along. Well, he described it not as a yoga lunch, but as... A meeting of like minds. Um but I am uh she used to be in Finsbury Park watching Jamie T. Um and since I've been a fan of Jamie T since I was about thirteen, this was something I could
1: what is what is a Jamie T.
0: Uh now, Mr. Isaacs, that is very disappointing. Go on Spotify or whatever music streaming phenomenon. What is is a Spotify? (laughs) It's what 47% uh, 47% of our listeners used to to tune in to will, TM will it, and TM.
1: Will, will, can I, will it play it on a gramophone?
0: Uh, probably not. Oh. Shame that. Sh- sh-
1: I take it I should be familiar of the oeuvre of Jamie T. Like uh, is, is, it, is, it, is it what, is it he likes cups of tea or?
0: Oh, uh, he loves cups of tea, mate. Is, is it is he related
1: huge... to Mr. T?
0: Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they're cousins. Um, no, it's it, it's. I, I think if I'd not heard him when I was younger, I don't think I'd particularly like him now. But uh, them's them's the breaks, as um, as a famous Boris once put it. Um, so yeah, yeah, oh, no, but that's that'd be fun. Enjoy Libby Brody's uh, birthday party. That sounds like a lot of fun. Fancy, I'm sure the
1: instructions for this birthday party are go dress fancy dress as a song title. Um, nice. I, now, I don't want to, re- because this episode will go out before the party, so I don't want to say what I'm going as. It took me mm-hmm. far too long to come up with what I'm going as, so when, when it is revealed what I've gone, I should go, it really took you that long to My initial idea was to go dressed as mm. I normally dress, just as standard. And when everybody else, yeah. what have you come as? I go, Nirvana, come as you are. <laughs>
2: but but if, you made it clear, nice. like, if you're
1: female and have brown eyes, you're not allowed to go, well, I've come as brown-eyed girl. Like so That will not you get booted out. So um, I've had to go with something a bit more adventurous than that. But
0: um, At least at least you'd have got in.
1: Well, that's it. That's it. Um, Ferg, absolute pleasure as always. I, I'm very pleased that you have recovered and shown all the long-term damage from your awful um, vehicle incident. Uh, I hope you're enjoying um, the, the the panda. Uh, no, you've got uh, the Citroen. The panda was in... Yeah,
0: uh, the, the, panda, the panda I think. Thankfully, left in in, in, in the door, Um Well, you, yeah, no,
1: Citrus... you, know, you
0: just drove it into the river <laughs> that's what just, this deserves. It was a rental. It's fine. Um, no, no, we left it. We left it behind. Um, but, yeah, no, Citroen C3, classic. Loving it. Um, really real fun. Well, uh, enjoy that. Great to catch up, mate, and great to be back on the pod. Um,
1: yeah. good. good to yeah, be back. Three about. weeks I, I,
2: without I this, the pod um, is too long.
1: I hope this doesn't cause any tension between you and Jack now at work. Jack was was um, thinking, oh, maybe I've got in, maybe I'm on the pod, and, and he's not. He was a guest, a very good guest, a great guest, obviously. I hope yeah. this doesn't um, – I hope there's no dissent.
0: Um, it was the awkward bit where he came up with a new marketing plan for, for <laughs> TM and TM, and I was like, okay, Jack, that's nice. He changed it to TM, TM, and TM. So, as the maker, the merchant, and the marketer, um, and 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 like we we had we had our own font and 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 Pantone references and things like that. Um, but you know, I let him down softly. explain that he could do much much better, um, and 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 we've all agreed that we'll just pretend that 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 never happened. That's um,
1: fine. T- TM cubes, though i think
0: yeah we it could, could have tm squared, squared.
1: that's uh, that's all when uh,
0: we, we, we when we rebrand, yeah. brand um you know which is probably season three kind of thing i reckon yes yeah, so it's really um, that
1: difficult third album that's uh that's, yeah, yeah that's when we'll, we'll sort of like go into a bit of jazz exploration right that's mm. where we really yeah, change the yeah.
0: right. sound new um, age podcasts
1: yeah um, people need this yeah. um one last yeah, thing very quickly, one last thing. I, w- I was very lucky last week to be a guest of Tattinger to go to the Old Vic in London to see the musical Groundhog Day, which is written by Tim Minchin. Go and see it, and the, our dear listener, go and see it. I I haven't seen a piece piece of theatre that has grabbed me quite as much. I cannot stop thinking about it. It's fabulous. Uh, I won't go into any more detail as well, a say If you get a chance, it do the
0: events in of the do the events of the musical just keep. Reappearing in your uh, head and repeating yeah. themselves.
1: They do, yeah. It's like every day I wake yeah. up and it's the it's the first. Thing. It, it's phenomenal. Absolutely, it? it blew me away. Music's great, amazing. The lyrics are great. The, the dialogue is hilarious, as you'd expect. Real emotional yeah. depth, tremendous. Yeah,
0: go and see it. I mean, Runs anything that man so. touches is is gold. So. <laughs> yeah. That man Sold. Is,
1: is. We 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 overuse the word genius. Uh, it's become hyperbole. <laughs> it's fully deserved in Tim Minchin's case. Brilliant. Go and see it. Ferg, absolutely brilliant. Always good to catch up. Um, good to have you back on the pod where you belong and you will not be leaving because you have been chained in and only I have the keys. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I meant to ask if I could have those. Um, no, so It's in your contract. Okay.
1: Anyway. <sighs> Ferg, go steady. Thanks for listening. Always appreciated. Come back with your thoughts, comments, ideas uh, and if you think Young vines are a waste of time. Um, Anyway, Mm -hmm. cheers all.
0: Take care. Cheers. Bye. Cheerio, mate. Ta da.